You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our God is good. And all the time. Today's readings, dear friends, teach us that we will always be tempted by the devil, by the world, and above all, by our own selfish desires. So we've got the devil to contend with, we've got our own world to worry about, and most importantly also, our own selfish desires. So, to overcome temptations, dear friends, we need to cooperate with God's grace to conquer our temptations by the practice of prayer, self-control, and charity. Temptation is a very real part of life. And every minute we grapple with temptation. Be it temptation to stray from the values that we hold there. There are moments you feel strongly tempted to want to abandon that which you hold so dear and cherish in your life. There are moments you even question why, after all, you even want to believe in God. There are moments you even want to question the word of God as contained in our scripture. These values we hold and cherish dearly. We do fight every so often. Why do we need to hold these values? Temptation to take shortcuts. We always don't like the longer route. We want to make it very quickly. To avoid struggle and to always find the easy way. Adam and Eve lost their innocence through disobedience and rebellion. Of course, they had a set of values. They struggled with it. The Lord was very clear and emphatic. You shall not do this. They struggled with the values they held so there as given to them by God. Ultimately, they caved in to the antics of the tempter. They disobeyed and they rebelled. The first impact of sin is that the eyes of Adam and Eve were opened and they realized suddenly that they were naked. Now they are no longer comfortable with themselves after eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
Adam and Eve are vulnerable. They are now exposed and filled with guilt and shame. Isn't this what happens to us when we go against God's will for us? When we go against our values? We are filled with guilt. We become too ashamed of our actions. Such was the situation of our first parents. We know now that when we turn away from a life with God, that leads to death. We all suffer from this original sin because of the deliberate choices or choice of Adam and Eve. Sin, therefore, makes us uncomfortable with ourselves. But Paul tells us in Romans that as sin enters the world through one man, namely Adam, so now grace and life returns to us, thanks be to God, through the obedience, the action of yet one man, Jesus Christ. So it took the obedience and the actions of Jesus to cancel our guilt, our shame, our death. Grace is infinitely more powerful than the hideous power of sin. So the temptation of Jesus, dear friends, reminds us that none of us is ever insulated from sin or against temptation. None of us. There is no magic wand. We just necessarily also must be susceptible to all kinds of temptations in our lives. From our gospel reading, we know that temptation has three stages, namely suggestion first, two, delight, and thirdly, consent. That's how the devil penetrates us. First, he throws a suggestion at us. Then you begin to delight in that suggestion. Then suddenly, you consent. And that's what leads to failure. The first Adam delighted in the suggestion of Satan, and he gave his consent. But Jesus, their friends, the second Adam, did not. So we are weighed down by the weakness of the first Adam, but strengthened by Christ, the second Adam. The temptation of Jesus followed the pattern of the threefold concupiscence. First, there is the lust of the flesh. The devil, the tempter, said to Jesus, If you want people to follow you, use your wonderful power. 
to bribe them with material things. Cause in saying to him, I know you are hungry. Turn this bread, these stones now to become bread for you to cure your hunger. Your hunger. How would Jesus respond to this temptation? Jesus simply said to the evil one, people will never find life in bread or material things alone. He rebuffed the tempter. He said to him, away with your material things. The chief task of Jesus was to nourish our minds and hearts with the word of God. The second temptation is the pride of life. For Jesus to give people sensations or a publicity stunt which would lead to fame and celebrity status. Our Lord who knew his mission was one of humility. He said, no, you must not give people senseless experiments with the power of God. Jesus saw clearly that if he produced sensations, he could be the nine days wonder. But he also saw that sens sensationalism would never last. It redounds to one's glory rather than the glory of God. So Jesus did not want screaming fans, but followers that will imitate his way of thinking. This was what Jesus was all about. Finally comes the thought temptation, the lust of the eyes. The devil showed him all the kingdoms and riches of the world in their magnificence and said, I have got people in my grip. Just compromise a little and worship me. They will follow you. How did Jesus respond? He said, God is God. Right is right and wrong is wrong. There can be no compromise in the war on evil. Very sharp, very clear, very direct. It takes one that is truly and deeply rooted in God to be able to muster the courage to stand up to the temper, tempter, to the evil one. However way he wants to penetrate our hearts and our lives, we will see him even before he comes. But you need to be grounded, deeply rooted in the word of God, in the sacraments, and genuine love for Jesus. When you are saturated with the word of God and have consumed his body and blood, you are fortified against any form of temptation however strong and however hard. I think that this is what Jesus has left for every one of us. It's just for us to tap into it. So when you fall, when you are weak, 
Remember, dear friends, that Jesus and his grace is sufficient in our lives. As there are three temptations, we all are called to overcome them just as Jesus did through our Lenten disciplines, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Fasting is the antidote to sensuality. Prayer is the remedy for pride, being selflessly dependent on God. And almsgiving is the cure for avarice and domination of others. So the devil tempts us to join those who do evil to compromise our consciences and reap wealth beyond our imaginations. The goal of our lives is not to amass a fortune. The goal, dear friends, is to live for God. We have bought into the kingdom, not sold our souls to the world or to the devil. So at the end of the gospel, Satan leaves Jesus and the angels came to minister to him. Friends in Christ, there are angels here in this church right now. Not just our little children and grandchildren, but real spiritual beings. And we each have our guardian angels here. In our homes, in our schools, in our malls, playgrounds, and indeed everywhere, 247, as our protectors and spiritual caregivers. They minister to us as we join the Lord in the fight against evil. We are warriors in the battle of the Lord against the power of the devil. We do not fight alone. The Lord and his forces fight with us. And so we ask the Lord today, dear friends, to protect us from the temptations of the world to lead us not into temptation and to deliver us from evil. The evil one, the evil around us, and the evil within us. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.